0: Today's question is, what would you do if Christmas were made illegal?
1: Is this the war on Christmas?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Codex Cantina, where I am Una.
1: And I am not Father Christmas Crypto.
0: Father Christmas, come on, that's so American of (laughs) you. And welcome to the first video in our very Russian Christmas series. Today we are covering the New Year's tree by Mikhail Zoshenko. If you are new to literature discussions here on the Codex Cantina, please make sure you hit that subscribe button to follow us along on the journey.
1: And as always, we start off the publication information. The New Year Tree was published in 1939, and ours were translated by Ross Uffberg.
0: We will leave a link for you to read along for free in the description box down below. But the first question we have to answer is, why are we talking about Christmas? What is this Russian Christmas that you speak of, Una? Well, us, along with our friend Christy Lewis over at Dostoyevsky in Space, We are celebrating all month of December with Russian Christmas short stories. The idea is we sometimes fall into the habit of listening and reading the same American or European Christmas stories over and over each year and the movies. We want to explore perhaps how another culture experiences Christmas perhaps a little bit differently than the way we do. So while we have Santa Claus, they've got something else. And while we have connections and reconnecting, they have longing for connections and not reconnecting. (laughs) (laughs) let's get into the discussion today because this story is kind of a little bit about the greed, a little bit about training the next generation. But I think I want to talk more about the history because this is actually like the ideal launching point into these Russian discussions because... Many people don't understand some of the time eras and differences when Russia was a heavily Christian Orthodox state versus when, you know, when they were tied together with the government and then when they became an atheistic state. And I think that's important for understanding today's story.
1: I agree. I think that this is a wonderful starting point for the history lessons we can go. I'm a history teacher, and this is one of the very few happy stories we have. No spoilers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so let's go through a quick plot recap for those that maybe haven't read it or just coming upon this video later. And then we'll go into some of our analysis and more of the historical discussion about Russia at the time. So, this is a story narrated by Minka, who is 40 years old and recalls when he was five, 35 years ago, right? Minka and his sister find their way into the room with the New Year's tree while their mother is preoccupied. The sister eats some candy drops, prompting Minka to take a bite from a Crimean apple prompting the sister to eat more and then Minka to eat more and back and forth and back and forth until they even eat more than they should
1: have. I would love to see this scene as like a cartoon. It'd be so epic. (laughs) Like Templeton from Charlotte's Web.
0: Oh, it's hysterical. So soon guests arrive and the mother is kind of distracted and starts putting together treats and gifts for all their guests. And then she gets to these eaten apples and... and (laughs) (laughs) spoiled treats and she realizes that her kids have gotten into things that they shouldn't have so what she does to teach them a lesson she gives these kids that were going to receive the well half-eaten apple the toy steamboat or or toys that the the, her kids would have received her kids don't like this (laughs) they kind of act brad they kind of act bratty they try and get the toys back at the expense of insulting their gifts oh my
1: yeah in mother russia They just tear the naughty list up, and you don't get anything. So be thankful for coal, American children.
0: (laughs) So later, the father declares that the children will have a difficult time in this world, and they'll die alone. (laughs) If they keep on behaving like this. so tomorrow
1: this is like that show scared straight but the russian iteration
0: (laughs) (laughs) so tomorrow he plans to present the gifts to their guests again in a proper way Snap back to the present and minka kind of recalls his lesson and to the day he has never once eaten somebody else's apple and never hit anybody who was weaker than me him the end plot
1: <laughs> You can hit stronger people But don't hit weaker people
0: Yeah
1: <laughs> This thing is just so Russian All over it I love that we're starting With this story
0: Yes, Russia used to be Heavily tied together From a state And religious stans- standpoint Of the Christian Orthodox Church
1: Yes, so Russian Orthodoxy Has been a long-standing tradition It's believed roughly That Christianity was introduced Into Russia around 988 uh, We don't know that for certain But it's give or take a few years And this will become The production dominant religion for nearly the next millennia. One thing that we have to note that's unique about the time period in Russia is that many countries will start to disassociate their government and their religions, but Russia will actually have them start tying closer to closer and intertwine their religious and governmental practices. So we'll see a lot of religious figures actually be government officials as well.
0: Yeah, I think Japan had like a similar setup for a while with Shinto and imperialism.
1: So this all changes when we get to the Russian Revolution of 1917, when the USSR will kind of start to be born at this time period. And then we'll see in 1922, the final kind of slash to the domination of Christianity in the newly formed USSR. And this is going to be a very violent time in Russia slash the Soviet Union's history. You've got
0: property being destroyed. You have religious figures being attacked and assaulted and threatened. There was nothing peaceful from a land that started out with 500,000 Christian churches. So why
1: this is such a great starting point for us is that if we have all of this background history to understand that in the USSR basically Christmas has been outlawed, and that they're trying to circumvent the rules by having these not Christmas stories, but still have the moral teachings of Christmas time in their society. And
0: kind of what led up to that is you have to jump back in time. World War One, Germany kind of introduced the Christmas tree a lot to the world. And particularly, I think it was was a Peter the Great that brought it back with him in what 18th century to Russia. So I may be a little bit off there, but the the idea is Russia was trying to disassociate a lot of German and Christian ideals at the time, and it wasn't like one main thing. There was a lot of elements leading up to this.
1: Yeah, so exactly. So we have kind of all of these different interwoven parts, these interlocking pieces that will drive the USSR and the Russian people to basically be forbidden to have these very westernized Christmas stories because of their religion and their government and their ideologies and hatred or or this like dislike of other cultures.
0: And you have to remember, like we said, this wasn't peaceful. We started out at 500,000 churches. By 1939, I think we were down to 500 churches. There was active campaigns to disassociate from religion. That means getting rid of Christmas trees. That means getting rid of Santa Claus and how do you take a country that celebrated 1000 a millennia of, of Christmases and heavy ties in with a religion and expect them to just turn around and suddenly be like, okay, well, we don't have a religion anymore. It was very aggressive.
1: And one thing to note here is that this is not just the attack on their religion and Christmas as well, is that they're completely rebranding themselves all across the newly formed USSR. They're renaming cities and they're tearing down statues. They've completely uh, gone into a new version of themselves. So when we come here to Christmas... Why the New Year's tree then? Why is that something that they're able to latch on to? So in
0: 1935, some high-ranking officials had kind of recommended to Stalin that they can have these non-religious some atheistic-based rituals at the end of the month, completely not tied to religion. And the New Year tree was born to represent some of the strength and vitality of the Russian people to give back to them, to have something to hold on to in this destitute time.
1: Exactly. So what they've done here with Christmas is pulled the Christ part out of it, since that's their religious tie, but still appease the people to somewhat celebrate the holiday because it's more than just Christmas. It's more than just Christianity. It has been a holiday revolving around the winter solstice for many different cultures and religions. And so they appease them with this pagan tree so that they still feel content like they're getting something out of it.
0: it's worth adding, they did things like they removed the the yellow star of Bethlehem and just put a red star, a Kremlin red star on top to represent Russia.
1: (laughs) I love this story because there's a really great article out there where they basically equivocate this to the Russian Jack Frost or the Died Moroz and uh, there's an article, we'll leave the link down in the description, where you can read about that. And, and it's really interesting how they take all of these very Christmas iconic beliefs and just tweak them so that they can still have them, but they aren't Christian anymore, so it's okay. Well, it's
0: actually kind of an in- interesting thing. If you put uh, Santa Claus into Google Translate into Russian, it'll actually translate it to Diet Moras. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. So even then themselves, they know that they're they're just deluding themselves. They're just trying to pull the eye. They're just trying to pull the wool over the eyes. Right.
0: So this story was published in 1939 to bring the history back. Right. And this is, like I said earlier, there's only 500 as opposed to 500,000 Christian churches left in the state at this point in time. And I'll, I'll leave a link down there below for that information. But one question I had is, I noticed at one point in the story, he said, this year I turned 40, friends. Turns out I've seen 40 New Year's trees. And that was one thing I wasn't 100% sure on because during this era, the the New Year's trees should have been illegal. I'm not, I guess I don't know 100% exactly how that was instituted like did some people still do it illegally and that's what they're saying like these are like the people that still kind of believed in those christian ordeals or is there more to the story than what we know?
1: Yeah, so I think they're doing here is probably somewhat illegal. But what I think they're trying to do is, again, just make it so it doesn't appear that they're celebrating Christmas, that they have no association with Christianity, but they're using this other tradition of pagan rituals in lieu of, you know, celebrating Christ and, and the, his birth and etc. cetera. Uh, and, and that way, if someone does, you know, come in and see them, be like, oh, no, this is just a tree. It has nothing to do with Christianity. Uh, you know, we're doing presents this has nothing to do with Christianity and I think that many of them probably did end up doing that you know year after year after year
0: yeah this story is interesting to me because we have the father attempting to kind of restore goodwill good faith into his children in the same way that this tree being reintroduced back into the Russian people circulation it was an idea of it representing the strength and goodwill of the people as well. I thought it was kind of interesting to kind of tie those two pieces together for me.
1: Yeah, Una's going to throw me up a picture here on the screen, but you can see here that one thing the Russians will do as well—they will start changing the ornaments on the actual tree to represent other items. But they're again—they're using this so that they don't get in trouble.
0: Do you remember 1991? Do you remember the USSR being dissolved?
1: Yeah, I was an 11-year-old kid, and I remember this being very big news at the time, with uh, you know the president on the news and, and Gorbachev and everything. Uh, I, I do remember it, yeah, vividly. Well, it's
0: interesting that. Now we're finally able to have Christmas trees like the, the fall of the USR sees the rise of, of Christianity in a sense in Russia. There's even a book on that that I've been meaning to check out that I think is kind of interesting. But it's kind of interesting to see the fall of that and then the rise of this once again in the more modern era. Yeah, and it's
1: kind of crazy too, right? To think that this actually happens on which day, December 25th, 1991, is when they officially dissolve That's kind of apropos, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they just opened up the first McDonald's in January of that year, so I can understand why it would fall. (laughs) You
1: (laughs) get a McDonald's, and you get a McDonald's, and you get a McDonald's.
0: (laughs) All right, we'll bring back Christianity. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) We got junk food. Might as well, right?
0: Well, I know some people enjoy these conversations, but they're not sure what kind of a comment or how to add. Feel free to leave a little Christmas tree emoji if you'd like to help the channel out. We're going to put a link down below for our very rushing Christmas playlist. Crypto, let's move into our subjective ratings for this. What are you going to give it?
1: I'm going to give this one an all-around 7.5. It was funny. uh, It was informative. I love the history of it. I thought it had a good moral principle of, you know, greed and what's going to happen if you're a greedy person, and I I really, really enjoyed this. I'm glad that we kicked off our Very Russian Christmas with this story.
0: Yeah, it's very solid, and I think my favorite part about it was this lends itself so well to sharing some part about Russian history where I think— a lot of people, when you tell them, did you know that Christmas trees were illegal in Russia for a while? It's like, oh, no, really? <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's great to learn about other cultures. And I think this story fit that bill very well, particularly for our program here. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I enjoyed it pretty well. I thought it was fun.
1: Yeah, and it's one of our very few that sort of has a happy ending or at least you feel like the kids (laughs) learned a lesson here because that's not going to be true. No spoilers yet as we go forward in our very Russian Christmas. So stick around, guys. I think you're going to enjoy the ride.
0: Very different view on Christmas, for sure, the Russians. Now, thank you so much for joining us for the program today. Please head over to Christy Lewis's channel to check out some of her vlogs and food entries that she's going to be doing. We're looking forward to hearing and seeing more from you guys throughout the rest of this. Please consider hitting that subscribe button if you haven't already. We post videos every Monday and Thursday. Una out.
1: Peace.